everybody. Welcome back to Mining Stock Daily. We got a corporate update here from the Casino Copper Gold Project and Western Copper and Gold up in Yukon with CEO Mr. Paul Wessels, longtime guest of the podcast. They do trade on the TSX and the NYSE American with the symbol WRN. They've been a longtime sponsor and partner of the podcast. Uh, Paul, welcome back. How you been? Very good. It's always uh, always a pleasure to talk to you, Trevor. We always seem to get into some good conversations. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm doing well. You know, it's uh, just about officially summer, I guess. Um, well, I guess it's officially summer on the 21st of, of June. So we're officially <laughs> summer. And uh, it's pretty nice up here in Vancouver. It's very nice up in Whitehorse. I'm headed up next week up to uh two sites so uh, i'm excited about that as well i assume exploration season is just bustling up in yukon right now yeah no it's uh as, you know you, you can explore year round but the reality is is that if if the most cost effective exploration of course is when you don't have snow on the ground and that is from really it's from May, June to September, October. So, I mean, we, we've been up at site, but really just getting everything prepped. Um, and then, you know, the drills start turning here shortly. Um, not much exploration this year, really more on geotech, uh, a bunch of activities really on the drive to on permitting. And, you know, mm-hmm. the goal is to get our application back into YESA, the, the Environmental Assessment Authority up in the Yukon um, next year. Things are looking really good. Things are firing on all cylinders on that. And so that's really the emphasis here this year. Um, but there's a probably a couple, a few holes that we'll do at the end um, um, just to look at, uh, you know, some of the work that's coming out of our, our relationship with our strategic partners. Yeah. Well, let's talk about those strategic partners. The last time you and I chatted was shortly after after Mitsubishi, uh, I believe Mitsubishi Materials. Uh, that entity came in as a strategic partner. Uh, so we've got that covered. But what happened following, which we didn't chat about since then, is that your ongoing work with Rio Tinto as a strategic partner and investor, they re-upped following the Mitsubishi news. So obviously, uh, very, very good news for your shareholders and for the company to continue the work. Um, but really, let's kind of get a sense of really what this means. What With that upping of their position, what does Rio Tinto continue to bring to the table here for Casino? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, to be honest, it's a perfect two strategic partners and and maybe I'll just unwind them. I mean, of course, with with Rio Tinto, this is the second largest mining company in the world, you know, big player in the copper space. Um, You know, they, they came in and we've talked about this before on your show. They, they came in May, 2021 with the explicit, you know, idea here to come in, do some work, you know, together, which we're now complete. Um, do take a look at it, which is what they're in the middle of right now. And, and then, you know, decide on, on, you know, is it a future investment? Is it a future deal? Is it buying the the project outright? You know, we'll, we'll see where those things end up. Um, but, you know, on the back of the investment by Mitsubishi, which we'll talk about here shortly, they had the right, you know, it's, it's called a participation right to maintain their essentially 8% uh, shareholding they enacted that. So they invested, you know, a little under, well, ended up being about 2.3 million Canadian. Um, and then that was in, you know, that was in 
um, end of March. So, mm-hmm. I mean, still happy, still, still working closely with them. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where, where, where that all goes, but pretty positive. I mean, we're part, part of this summer's plan is to bring up lots of people and then you'll be bringing up Mitsubishi and Rio and, um, as, as well. Mitsubishi is, is, um, I'm, I'm really excited about Mitsubishi for, for two reasons. First of all, the same way with Rio came in and they said, look, there's some things that we want to do. And it was really, it was very good for the project. It was very good um, to, because we worked very closely with them on, you know, there was a MET program, there was some resource delineation work that we did with Rio Tinto. And, and they brought, not only did they bring money, but they brought this whole technical team in and, and really, you know, refined what we were doing. And, and that was really good. We're now doing that again with Mitsubishi. And so um, they, again, they bring, you know, a pretty good technical team. And most of the, it's interesting, most of the people that I'm dealing with on, on with Mitsubishi are the group that was really active with Copper Mountain, the Copper Mountain mine here in British Columbia. So they know copper gold mining, they know copper gold mining in, in Western Canada. Um, they, uh, and, and, you know, these are real boots on the ground sort of guys. So um, been, you know, really in, enjoyed sort of working with them. And now it's the three of us. So it's, it's yeah. actually, so we have these technical committee meetings and it's ourselves and it's Mitsubishi and it's Rio Tinto and they're bringing in their technical teams and our technical teams. And, and so, um, yeah, we're really, I mean, it's, it's refining around the edges, but it's, you know, we're, we're ending up with a really good project and everybody is, is really excited about that moving it forward. Um, and then, you know, from, um, taking a step back and where's this going to all end up? Um, you know, of course we've got this expiry of our agreement with, with Rio Tinto on November 28th. So we have to replace that with something. Um, and then even the uh, Mitsubishi deal, I mean, that that's a two year deal. So it's a come in, work closely together and then decide what's next. So making sure that we've got some big milestones here coming up uh, on, on those fronts as well. It's uh, it's like the mining version of the old sitcom Three's Company. Remember that one? <laughs> I do. John Ritter. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, uh, I, I guess. I guess maybe. Uh, I don't know who's John Ritter in this, but let's talk about it. what is the conversation uh, between Rio Tinto and Mitsubishi? Are they having conversations with one another along with obviously Western? Yeah, they are. I mean, I mean, and um, that 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 I you know I've, I've I mean I've been informed of that. I know that like right after we made the announcement that Mitsubishi was a strategic investor, I talked to Rio, and they they were very happy to to see Mitsubishi. And and you know why I like Mitsubishi is they're the partner of choice, and so having them as the partner of choice, I mean. It, it will be great if this is a Mitsubishi, Rio Tinto, you know, sort of, in, and we end up with with a bid from them or an agreement with them. But, you know, even if Rio sort of stays on the sidelines, having Mitsubishi there as a partner of choice opens up the door. And this is an important thing to, to recognize. It really opens up the door to a number of other parties. And so maybe some of these other parties are like, wow, Jesus, you know, Casino, love it. 21 million ounces of gold, 11 billion pounds of copper. I'd love to get my hands on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a big capital cost project. 
So with Mitsubishi there, like, oh, okay, well, you know, I could partner with Mitsubishi and, and bring this project forward. It opens the door to additional opportunities. So on the back of this deal with Mitsubishi, we've gone back with our advisors to all those doors we've knocked on um, and said, you know, you know, that's changed here a little bit um, in, in terms of the dynamics. So, um, you know, where are you guys at? And, and uh, maybe it's time to come back in and, and, you know, can, you know, you had an initial look, have a, have a, have a deeper look. But yeah. um, so, I mean, it's an exciting time for us because there's all that going on. But I mean, the other thing that's going on is that the project itself, I mean, there's a reason why all these guys are ex- investing is because there's not a lot of good copper projects and there's not a, a lot of good copper projects that are very, very close to, you know, that have a clear path really to production, which is what we have. And so, I mean, you know, we're sitting there and we're driving towards permitting, we're driving towards, uh, you know, getting this thing essentially shovel ready. And, you know, we're, we're somewhat uniquely in this market, pretty well funded for that as well. And so, yeah. you know, we, it's great with Mitsubishi and Rio and certainly think something's going to happen there, but we're pretty excited about just driving this project forward and, in, in, you know, with the future of copper looking very positive. Uh, Paul, I do want to make one clarification here just for people listening, because there might be a little bit of some confusion regarding Mitsubishi. There was news out of a, a peer company of yours, that's Miramaka Copper. They also announced a strategic investment with Mitsubishi Corp. Your deal is with Mitsubishi Materials. I'm not an expert on how that corporation is all managed and broken up, but it is two different entities. So I just think it's worth mentioning real quick for everybody. So we kind of put that to bed. And if anybody wants to dive into how those are set up, like be my guest, we're not going to, we're not going to jump into that bucket right now. Uh, But it is interesting because, and I say that because last week on this podcast, in the long form, I, I talked to Gavin went out of, uh, Australia, and we talked about this, and I called it a bifurcation within the metals and mining industry, where the major producers right now are making moves to set themselves up nicely for the next 20, 30, 40 years, if not longer. But on the riskier side, on the exploration side of the of the mining sector, uh, people are really struggling to even last another 30 to 40 days. Uh, capital is hard to come by. Money's really tight. Uh, the risk is just not quite there right now. Uh, you know, and I think this is appropriate to bring up with you because, because the casino project with these strategic investors are set up very nicely. You are cashed up. You're doing the work you need to do, working towards permitting. We'll see what happens from these investors pretty dang soon. We'll get more updates. But at the same time, Paul, I've known you for a number of years where you've been in those shoes before where risk capital just isn't there. In fact, the first time you and I started working together, I remember vividly Western WRN on the TSX was trading about, or excuse me, on the uh, NYSE was trading about 35 cents a share. So, and I remember you know that we've had discussions about this. So you've been there and I'm just kind of curious, you know, I don't know if it's advice I'm looking for or kind of what you're seeing from the market, but like you see what you, you see what's happening in the junior exploration development right now, but you're also a part of somewhat the, the, the for the latter part where you're well cash and you have good strategic investors and people are very much interested in where casino goes. 
that's not a question. I guess that's more of a comment, but I'd love to get your thoughts. <laughs> yes, I can give you my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember those days. They, they were, uh, they, you know, well, I mean, calling them tough days. I mean, obviously they're, you know, you have to be more creative, um, in then, you know, when, when you have lots of money in the, in your pocket, but, you know, I think what's, uh, what's important is that you do, you, you have to have a laser focus on the shareholder. Like you really do. Um, and, and sometimes you forget that and, you know, you're an exploration company and, oh, I got to keep drilling and I'll just do whatever it takes to drill, drill, drill. And, um, because you, you, well, if I just get news flow out there, then it'll be great. And what you find in these markets, and, and you'll see this, I'm sure you, I'm not sure if this came up when you were talking last week, but, you know, you'll see a company release great results and it, it becomes a liquidity event, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, oh, you know, a bunch of shares trade and people say, well, I thought my share price would go up. And then it's like, no, 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 it just created a bunch of volume and a bunch of people got out. Right. Um, and you're right. I mean, we're, we're in a somewhat enviable position. I mean, we've got 40, we started Q2 with $43 million. I mean, we... You know, we closed, uh, you know, Rio uh, or sorry, Mitsubishi plus Rio Tinto together, um, you know, almost brought us up to uh, $25 million with, with the, you know, the top up that came from, from Rio. So, uh, and that was on top of, you know, almost $20 million that we had in the bank already. So started Q2 with 43, um, you know, well positioned here move, moving forward. And, and And the other thing is, is that, Having Rio and Mitsubishi there obviously provides a bit of a backstop. Um, you know, they're not going to let us you know, slow things down to absolutely nothing. You know, they want to see things move forward. And like I said, I mean, this, this isn't even a conversation that we're going to have for for a little while. But um, yeah, it's it's a tough market. I mean, it, it's interesting you brought up the majors, and I mean, I cannot in really in my the history which is you know over a decade plus you know really following this i cannot remember so much m a in the base metal space right mm-hmm. i mean you look at um you know just even going back and you look at you know bhp oz minerals you've got obviously tech and glencore you've got copper mountain and uh hud bay you've got um you know now you're hearing the the rumor last week was on um barrack and uh and first quantum like really every every major copper uh producer seems to be in play some way or another way right so Mm -hmm. that's always a good sign because it starts there right starts with the majors and then there's all this sort of repositioning and then they start to take one step down and they go okay well you know I missed the bid for whomever. How am I going to line up my copper production over the next two decades? And, you know, they look at companies like us. Um, you know, this is this is why we're seeing the, the investments that we've seen. And um, it's uh, so it's an exciting space to be in right now. And then, um, you know, on the gold side, I mean, I'm, I'm much more of a has your listeners probably know I'm much more of a copper bull than a, than a gold bull. And, I mean, I think that the base metal uh, companies right now are doing well, um, and most of them have been able to find money. The golds are a bit challenged, but I mean that's—I mean that's just really the nature of, of what's happening in the in the U.S. with the interest rates and Fed rates. Mm-hmm. And 
no one knows where they're going to go, so no one knows where gold's going to go because they they move in lockstep with each other, right? Paul, let me ask you a real quick last question regarding Yukon. Uh, Yukon's now without a copper mine. The Minto mine has shut down, and um, you know we don't need to. I don't want to go in and hash out exactly what happened, but I just kind of curious if that is once again a little bit of a you know an eyesore for the territory. Um, you know, does that did that provide any challenges for the casino project as hopefully and potentially the next and it could possibly uh the only copper developer down the road in in Yukon? Yeah, I mean it 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 provides a general industry challenge. I mean it's mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything necessarily specific to copper, but it's a general industry challenge. And and you know, I'm I'm a member of a number of groups up in the Yukon mining groups. And we're really taking this seriously and we're working very, very closely actually with the Yukon government um, because that, I mean, like you said, we're not going to get into all the little bits and pieces of that, but you know, there, there's the belief and I think, and I, I haven't done the diligence, but I, I think this is true that there's potentially still a mine there. Um, and, and so it's, it's a bit of the government has control over it right now. You know, they're making sure that there's no environmental um damage which there won't be and there isn't i mean so that's well covered off there's not going to there's no sort of risk to the environment from this but the question really is is you know what, what's next for that minto property and and i wouldn't be surprised in you know in the next year here plus to sort of see you know someone step in and and you know turn to turn that in you know bring bring that forward um because i mean copper is relatively strong strong and you know, the future of it looks really, really good. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, as, as a blight on the, on the industry, it's another, you know, it's another mining company going bankrupt and mm-hmm. basically handing the tea, the keys to the government. And it's, it's not a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, the advantage this time is that there is a, a pretty good reclamation bond in place. So um, it's, it's not as bad as, you know, some of these, issues in the past where it was an environmental disaster and no reclamation bond. That isn't the case here. It's, it's sort of from that perspective been handled pretty well. All right. Uh, Paul, let's leave it at that. Uh, Cause you and I will probably touch base here uh, again later this summer. And there should be some news out of Western. I mean, uh, leading into this fall when another important decision is supposed to be made by Rio Tinto. That was, uh, <laughs> that's, that's within the fine print of that agreement. So uh, it's going to be an interesting 2023. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're happy that you're on, uh, I guess the, <laughs> the better side of these, uh, very volatile bear markets. So, uh, congratulations on that. And we'll talk to you again, you know, down the road here. All right. Perfect. Always a pleasure, Trevor. All right, everybody. That's your update from Western Copper and Gold. Again, trading on the NYSE American and the TSX with WRN. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.